The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until he bore, she bore a son, and he named him Jesus, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Good morning. How are you? Good. Today, we heard the story of Jesus' birth. Is today Christmas? Ah, ah, not quite yet. It's close, isn't it? It's really close. In fact, I think it's on Sunday. Next Sunday is Christmas Day. Next Saturday is Christmas Eve. So why did we hear the story of Jesus' birth today? Why is it so early? I don't know either. But I'll tell you what. We hear the story of Jesus' birth because we're hoping. We're hoping that all the things that we've known about in our past, things like Jesus being born, things like love, things like caring. We hope that they're going to be here today and they're going to be here tomorrow. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever hoped for something? Have you ever really wished for something? Yeah. Lincoln Long's great example. Oh, I remember hoping and wishing for Lincoln Logs myself. Have you ever found any? Have any ever found you? Yeah? Oh, what was that like? What was it like when you found the Link when the Lincoln Logs found you? Were you happy? Yeah. Did we have any other hopes? 
<laughs> Do we hope we don't have to answer the question? Yeah. I had a hope a long time ago, a long, long time ago, that I would be able to rollerblade on a cement driveway. Oh, it was my hope. I never really saw the cement driveway, but I did find places to rollerblade. And each day that I found a place to rollerblade, I would hope for one tomorrow. And each day my parents would help me find one. Hope is not just about remembering the past. It's about remembering and then remembering that those same things can happen today. Those same things can happen tomorrow. The things that we hear about in church still happen today. Can everybody look at my nose right here? The things that happened yesterday can happen today too. The really, really good stuff. Does that make sense? So today we're going to light all four candles on our Advent wreath. Does anybody want to help? Yeah? Would you like to help too? We'll see. I'll tell you what. You'll help me bring the light down. And if we have another helper, we'll look for another helper. But we're going to light all four candles. And we're going to remember that everything we hear about in church can happen today too. Does that make sense? Yes. Awesome. And then the congregation is going to sing as we do it. Okay. Here we go. Let's say a prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, ruler of the universe. In your son, Emmanuel, you have shown us your light and saved us from the power of sin. Bless us as we light the candles on this wreath. Increase our longing for your presence. And at the celebration of your son's birth, 
his spirit might dwell anew in our midst, for he is our light and our salvation. Blessed be God forever. Amen. Thanks for being here. You can go back to your seats. In the name of Jesus, amen. We remember every single time we worship, we remember. We have as a part of our liturgy this remembrance. It takes place at communion. Do this in remembrance of me. It takes place inside of our confession within that prayer. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. We remember and hold inside of ourselves what we know has happened, not just for the sake of remembering the past. We remember for the sake of the present. We remember for the sake of the future. We remember because it's the way that God forms us for now, for tomorrow, for the days ahead. We have already heard here today the birth of Jesus' story. And it's not because we ran out of stories to tell before we got to Christmas. No. It's because when we gather here in preparation for Christmas to come, we need to understand that we're not waiting for the birth of Jesus. No. We're waiting for God to do the next thing. We're waiting for Christ to come again, for Christ to come again in our lives, for Christ to move again through this world, for Christ to be for us what Christ is for us all, a Savior, the Messiah, Christ the Lord. We wait in anticipation and in hope. We long, just as the people of God longed in that time, we yearn, just as we are always yearning, for God to break into our lives somehow. We remember, we confess, we have faith that the things we hear about in church, the stories we hear about in Scripture, aren't over. Christmas is just the beginning. This meal is just the beginning. Christ being born to us is just the beginning, and it's not over. In our lives, it is easy for us to understand. It is easy for me to think only about our Christmas experiences, only about our faith in the past tense. Remember when God did this? Remember when God did that? No. Yes, we have a God of the past, but we have a God of the present and a God of the future. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. So how do we make space? How do we make space inside of our Christmas habits, inside of our Christmas celebration, inside of this preparation leading up to these days 
to not only think about the past, but think about the present and think about the future, to long and to hope to be met by the risen Christ again. It's not an easy thing. And yet, the most beautiful part, the most beautiful part of this Christmas story is the way that God breaks into the lives of people who do not yet believe, who do not yet understand. See in our first reading how the king Ahaz was asked to was told to ask God for a sign, and he said, no, I'm not going to put God to the test. He didn't want to think about the present. He didn't want to think about the future. He didn't want to raise his hopes into this moment where God could actually do something, and yet it is exactly out of that family, exactly out of that line that the risen Christ comes. In other words... Jesus is born to the ones who don't believe yet. Jesus is born to the ones who can't see it yet. Jesus is born to the ones looking exactly backwards into their present day and into their future. So hear this. If you have no idea what God's about to do, if you have no clue on what this thing might be as far as faith in the present day and faith in the future, if you don't know what to think about the world and how it is, you are exactly the kind of person that Christ is born to. This is exactly the kind of situation that the Messiah comes to. To the unbelieving, to the lost, to the hopeless, the confused, the scared, the hurt, the angry. Christ comes. Christ comes today. Christ comes tomorrow. Christ comes forever. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for a God that comes to us, not just at Christmas, but forever. Amen.